0: Welcome to A Shower of Roses. I'm Jenna, your host. On this podcast, we read together the readings for the upcoming Sunday Mass in the Roman Catholic Church so that when you walk into Mass on Sunday, you feel enlightened and empowered with the knowledge of the Gospel that you need to have a meaningful and personal experience with Christ every week. I'm Catholic, but you certainly don't have to be to listen to this podcast. The Gospel is for anyone, anywhere, at any state of life. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we are going to be reading the readings for August 2nd, 2020, which is the 18th Sunday in Ordinary Time. And this week I am joined by a fabulous, very special guest I have with me. Monet Sousa from A Message of Hope. Monet, how are you?
1: I'm good, Jenna. How are you doing?
0: I'm so great. Thanks so much for being with us today.
1: No, of course. Thanks for inviting me on.
0: Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and your your faith journey and your, your ministry that you're doing?
1: Of course. I have been Catholic all my life, brought up Catholic. It was very implemented in the home life and went to Catholic school all my life, but something that really I struggled with during a big portion of my life was understanding the mass and understanding my faith. I knew I had to go to mass because my parents would tell me and I knew I had to pray because that was part of our daily routine, but I just didn't, I didn't get it. It didn't click. I didn't have anyone aside from my parents teaching me the faith and why we believe what we believe. I knew I had to, I just didn't know why. And So it wasn't until high school when it finally just clicked. I was like, this is why I believe what I believe in. This is why I'm Catholic. And finding my identity in God and in the faith was what brought me peace. But it wasn't an easy journey at all. It was really difficult, especially with struggling to stay true to myself, my morals, my faith, my identity, all throughout high school and college specifically, because that's when all those aspects are tested the most. Mm. And I struggled with that, but luckily I had good mentors and good religious men and women in my life to keep me on the straight and narrow path. And this uh, desire to start a ministry has always been on my heart ever since I spoke for the very first time in, in second grade for First Holy Communion. I'm like, I love speaking. This is amazing. And I was like, well... I guess I'm just going to read at mass the rest of my life. And it wasn't until Jason ever came to my high school, my sophomore year where I was like, Oh my gosh, I can actually get paid for something I love doing. <laughs> and, and that's when I started seeking, okay, I want to be a motivational speaker. I want to touch the hearts of young adults because not a lot of people did that for me growing up. And so a message of hope, it got launched about a month ago and the foundational principles is just aiding young adults, especially in high school and college, on teaching them useful tools on how to stay true to themselves, their identity, their morals, and their faith, and letting them know I I walk the journey and I know how difficult it is and I'm just trying to lend a helping hand.
0: That's beautiful. That's great. And I can't believe you're, it's only a month old because you have so much content already. (laughs) like on Instagram and YouTube. It's
1: it's been building, it's been building Jenna for years and I'm finally just doing something with it. So it's been exciting. That's awesome.
0: That's so great. And so you are going to be, um, going to Denver soon to work with Christ in the city. Can you tell us a little bit about that and their mission Mm -hmm. and what
1: you're going to be doing? Of course. So it was three years ago when I was preparing to do, it was my transfer experience. I've talked about this in my YouTube videos and in my transfer experience, I did a semester at home. But before that, I was like, I just need to do a summer doing something with service, giving back. And that's when someone directed me to Christ in the city and the um, focus was leading a mission trip there. So I went with focus to Christ in the city to serve and Christ in the city there, main spot where they just serve um, homeless men and women is in denver colorado but they do have satellite cities to do shorter mission trips la ohio uh, numerous other places but they're ultimately just trying to show christ to these men and women on the streets who on a regular basis people just brush past these people on the streets don't acknowledge them they don't even have their name be spoken to them anymore. It's just seeing these men and women on the streets as a friend in Christ, as a brother and sister. And yeah, Christ in the city does amazing work and it's going to be a joy to be with them for a month.
0: That's so awesome. I, um, I forget where I exactly, I first heard about them. It it was on a podcast. It might've been Leah Darrow, um, do something beautiful, but, and she was talking to, to one of the guys from Christ in the city. And then I heard about it. I was just like blown away at at that like this is really living out like the works of mercy that the church Mm -hmm. you know calls us to um but also i'm so like there's this fear that comes with interacting with the homeless those that are experiencing homelessness you know and Mm -hmm. and so i just admire that mission so much and i think we all need like training like christ in the city like needs to like we need to be bringing them in and like training people on like mm-hmm. how to interact with people that are experiencing homelessness because it's this thing that we all just like tiptoe around that no one really yeah. knows how what to do with it and and how to live it out um and so exactly. i just i'm so excited for you and i can't wait to um thank you to hear about it and to it's just gonna go mm-hmm. it's gonna be awesome for you so that's awesome yes thank you everyone go check them out i'll put more about them in the show description mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Of course. Um, Would you like to dive into these readings that we have for this week?
1: Yes, let's do it.
0: Cool. So, uh, Monet's going to read the first reading, which is from Isaiah chapter 55, verses 1 to 3.
1: Thus says the Lord, all you who are thirsty, come to the water. You who have no money, come, receive grain and eat. Come without paying and without cost. Drink wine and milk. Why spend your money for what is not bread, your wages for what fails to satisfy? Heed me, and you shall eat well. You shall delight in rich fare. Come to me heedfully. Listen that you may have life. I will renew with you the everlasting covenant, the benefits assured to David.
0: Mm. Beautiful. Uh, Anything stick out to you from that reading as you were reading it?
1: It's the first couple lines, all you who are thirsty come to the water. I think we don't have to say much to make it apparent of what's going on in the world right now. And no matter where we are, where we're living, what age we are, we are hungering and we are thirsting for something something to fill a void in our hearts, whether it's loneliness, despair, anger, hurt, anxiety. And we see perfectly in this reading that God's going to be the one who fills that. That, no, it's not just, oh, you need to drink a glass of water and you're you're good. It's It goes so much beyond that. And it's a spiritual thirst that will be quenched. And yeah, God's going to be the one who fills that for us.
0: Yeah. And that like... Why spend your money for what's not bread and your wages for what fails to satisfy? That just rings so true because there are so many of us that are just trying to fill up these voids in our lives with things that are never going to, you know, give us that ultimate satisfaction except for, mm-hmm. you know, accepting the love of God into our lives and, and having that relationship with him. Um right. I love that this is the reading that we're reading with you because it is it's it is like so perfect for what you're going to do with Christ in the city and that you are going to mm-hmm. be like those hands and those feet to them. Um, yes. And that you are, you know, when we minister to those that are, that are experiencing homelessness, like you are giving them life. You know what I mean? That might mm-hmm. be the, just the interaction with another human being that gives them the motivation to just to keep pressing onward. You know what I mean? Right.
1: And to be receptive as well. Again, a lot of homeless men and women. I've been serving with them since I was in middle school, and they are so receptive to what we pour out to them. And that's something we can take away as well. Of we need to be receptive to the Lord to be ready to be filled with whatever He has for us.
0: Mm. Yep. Yep. Every day. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Shall we go on to the second reading? Yes. Okay, so the second reading is from Romans chapter 8, verses 35 and 37 to 39. Brothers and sisters, what will separate us from the love of Christ? Will anguish or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or the sword? No, in all these things we conquer overwhelmingly through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor present things, nor future things, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Beautiful.
1: Yeah, it's powerful too.
0: Yeah. Um, I just love... um, I love the book, the letter to the Romans, because it's, you know, it's pretty much Paul's last letter in, in, um, in the new Testament. And like, I just feel like he like pulls out all the stops and he's like, here's what you need to know. Like, this is, Mm -hmm. this is it. This is my last, you know, like my last, um, kind of sermon to you. Um, and that he's, you know, he, at this point, he probably has a pretty good realization that he's going to die for his faith. You know what I mean? Um, but he has this fearlessness, um, and he knows, you know, his death is not going to separate him from the love of Christ, you know?
1: Right.
0: What stuck out to you as, as we were reading this?
1: The same thing of just separation. We, I know for myself, abandonment in friendships or relationships was a huge thing growing up, and a lot of wounds were found there, but when I started reordering that and allowing Christ to enter into that, I saw even though those people failed me or left me or abandoned me, Christ never did. So to stop saying everyone abandoned me, including you, God, it's no, I I never separated my love or my presence from you. I'm, I'm still with you no matter what other people have done to you. So I know for myself at least that just brings a peaceful reminder of he is with me through it all.
0: Yeah. I think we convince ourselves so easily that the smallest thing can separate us from, from the love of God. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we, because we don't, perhaps we don't think, you know, we're worthy of it or something like that. Um, but it's like, his love is so much stronger and so unconditional that, that nothing can separate us. And, and if it's like, if we break our friendship with God, you know, like then we go to confession, but the, his love never stopped. You know what I mean? That's continuous. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we're so not used to as humans, because like you were saying, some of our relationships or some of our, the love we receive can be very conditional. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's, it can be such a foreign concept to us to be like, wait, he still loves me. Like, yeah, he does. Mm -hmm. You know? (laughs) Yes. It's so true. Yeah. Okay. Great. So let's go on to the gospel, which is Matthew chapter 14, verses 13 to 21.
1: When Jesus heard of the death of John the Baptist, he withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. The crowds heard of this and followed him on foot from their towns. When he disembarked and saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity for them, and he cured their sick. When it was evening, the disciples approached him and said, This is a deserted place, and it is already late. Dismiss the crowd so that they can go to the villages and buy food for themselves. Jesus said to them, There is no need for them to go away. Give them some food yourselves. But they said to him, Five loaves and two fish are all we have here. Then he said, Bring them here to me. And he ordered the crowds to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he said the blessing, broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples, who in turn gave them to the crowds. They all ate and were satisfied, and they picked up the fragments left over, 12 wicker baskets full. Those who ate were about 5,000 men, not counting women and children."
0: Oh, I love, I love the story of the multiplication of loaves and fishes. And I love the way that these readings like all intertwine so beautifully as they always do. But, um, so great. What stuck out to you as you were reading that?
1: It's, I would say what Jesus says in response, there's no need for them to go away. Give them some food yourselves. We, we are limited by our human condition But even though we may not have a ton of money to donate or to give, we always have love to give. We always have time to give to others. And we're so quick to get caught up in the busyness of this world and be like, I don't have time for anyone else, but myself, I, Mm. I I need to focus on this. I I can't be distracted with anything else. And like, no, there's no need to like shoot people away. If someone's coming to you asking for help or a need, God will give you what you need to serve them, whether it's by food, money, time, or emotional support.
0: So, Yeah. Yeah. And that we're never like, our offering is never too small because it's, I guess it's not in this gospel, but one of the other gospels telling of the story, it's a little boy that brings either the loaves of the fish. I don't remember, but like, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's this child that brings what, what Jesus is going to multiply. And like, he's just a kid, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and even children, you know, you're never too smaller or you're never so unimportant that your offering is unimportant to God. And then what he'll do is he makes it abundant. You know what I mean? Like these, mm-hmm. they had 12 baskets full left over. Like I just have the image of the cup, just like uh, just overflowing, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yes. Um, I was also, I was really struck when you read this, that it starts with Jesus hearing about the death of John the Baptist. Like we know that, you know, John the Baptist was beheaded by Herod. Um, And so I was really struck when you read that, that when Jesus heard about the death of John the Baptist, he withdrew in a boat to a deserted place by himself. You know what I mean? Like just the humanity of Jesus in that even though he was God, he still had to mourn and and yep. grieve. And sometimes he just needed to be alone.
1: You know what I mean? Exactly. But then to see just a couple lines down, then he still gave of himself. It wasn't like, I can't see you all for days until I'm done mourning and the services are done. He's like, no, let me mourn. And now let me continue to serve you.
0: Right. Like he cured their sick, you know what I mean, like if you lose someone that close to you mm-hmm. how do you how do you turn around and like and just like i don't know casually, not that Jesus does it casually, but like you know what I mean mm-hmm. to have the yeah. um the the mental and emotional strength, I guess to go on and cure and then perform obviously this huge miracle in a way, I kind of see that you know you could almost say that this interaction with the people kind of healed Jesus as well, or maybe helped him mourn, you know what I mean? Because, you know, they say they're going to let them go away so that they can go eat. And Jesus is like, no, there's no need for them to go away. You know, he's found maybe solace in this, these people coming to him. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. And then even that relates back to the second reading of, again, like you were saying the, all these readings go hand in hand with each other and the second readings, talking about unity and Nothing will separate us. And God's saying, and we're seeing that from God's perspective. And then we're seeing Jesus live it out of, no, there's still unity here. And I will still not separate myself from these people who need me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Perfect. Oh my gosh. These are great. Thank you so much for doing this with me. I I have to ask you. you as I ask everyone. Um, do you have, based on these three readings, like a challenge for us that we can, you know, take these readings and live them out in our week? What do you think?
1: The word that's just keep coming to mind is selfless. How can we be selfless in our day-to-day actions, whether that's, um, serving our family, um, putting aside our phone time and helping mom or dad with the dishes or, um yeah if you're happen to be in a city that you live nearby start by just doing a simple hello to a friend on the street who a man or woman who may be homeless and just, just giving a simple hello just recognizing that it begins like in our heart with love and allow the love that god has given us to pour out into all those you need during the week
0: mm. awesome perfect um, Monet, thank you. This was so great. I loved meeting you and, and having you on. This has been such, yes. is such a joy. Could you thank tell you, us, um, you're so welcome. Could you tell us where we could connect with you and find out more about you and what you're doing?
1: Yes. So the breakdown of the ministry and a little bit about myself is found on my website, amhlifestyles.com. From there, you can go to my social media pages Facebook at AMH Lifestyles, Instagram at AMH Lifestyles, and then Facebook, a message of hope. But again, you can get to all those social media accounts through the website, if that helps.
0: Beautiful. That's awesome. Everyone. Uh, yeah. Follow Monet on Instagram and uh, your new YouTube videos are so beautiful and like Thank professional. You. Thank you. I was yeah, watching you- some this morning. I'm sitting here in like my gym clothes and my glasses on and then I'm like let me watch some of Monet's YouTube videos I was like wow (laughs) these are (laughs) great yeah
1: and there's a new YouTube video every single Thursday so I'm trying to touch all the bases of what high school and college students are going through so I'm trying to just keep it relevant to the point useful tools all that sort of thing that's awesome I
0: love it. Thank you. I love it. And um, yeah, as you keep uploading those, I know I'll be using them in my classroom. I'm a theology teacher. So keep Sweet. keep making that good stuff. Thank you so yeah. much for joining me today,
1: girl. Thank you. And thank you for your podcast. You're doing great work.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Thanks so much. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode Please be sure to subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode. And it would be awesome if you could give us a good rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show. Those ratings help us get this message of the gospel out to as many people as possible. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at a shower of roses, and like us on Facebook facebook.com/a shower of roses podcast. You can also check out a shower of roses for more information about the show or to send us an email or feedback. We'll see you back here next Wednesday. God bless you and have a great week.